Hi, you're with Julian on the Brown Oak, and I wanted to talk about Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison and the Seven Mountain Mandate, which might be something that you haven't heard of. But ever since Scott Morrison was elected, there has been a lot of talk about his religiosity. We have had very religious leaders before, see Tony Abbott. Uh, they have always been Anglican or Catholics. Never before have we had a Pentecostal or an Evangelical or someone as pronounced as Scott Morrison. And um, I want to say that it isn't a benign position because of the uniqueness of his evangelical belief. Now, there's something doing the rounds on the internet which isn't really true. Um, the Federal LMP prayer group and Pentecostals, we've been asked to share with some of our readers a list we've compiled of the federal government ministers who are members of Morrison's prayer group. They're allegedly believers of Pentecostalism. And there's a list of something like 11 ministers. And the thing that's doing the rounds on the internet is 11 out of something like 22 cabinet members are evangelical Christians. He's flooding the country and the government with evangelical Christians. It isn't true. Uh, the problem with it is, is that it's not defined that these people are, they might well be part of his prayer group. That could be true. It is very unlikely that most of them are Pentecostals, as they seem to belong to other churches. And lastly, they're not all cabinet ministers, so it's not really a true thing. But religiosity in, Amer in Australian politics has been a very damaging force and way in excess of the positions taken even by Christian Australians. Um, if you look at three issues, um, abortion, euthanasia, gay marriage, the public support of those things, even including the religious, goes way beyond the politician support of it. Abortion, for about 40 years in Australia, more than 60% of the Australian public think it should have been legal. It's been a bum fight to ever get to that stage. Euthanasia, something like 80 plus percent of Australians, including religious people, believe in assisted dying. Yet it is still toxic for politicians because their religiosity has a lot less to do with Christianity than it does with right-wing politics. And we've seen that in America as well, most visibly there, where Christianity isn't Christianity, it's right-wing politics. Um, I'll just read out some of the things uh, from... Uh, what do we know about Prime Minister's... The Prime Minister's Pentecostalism in his first major speech to Prime Minister Scott Morrison pointed to his heart and told Australians... I've come to talk to you today about what's in here. Not a lot from your treatment of refugees, mate, or poor people. Uh, striding the Albury stage, calling for people to love each other and pray for rain. Morrison looked like the Pentecostal pastor he might have become if his father had not counselled against studying at a Canadian Bible college. Secrecy uh, concerning his religious beliefs has characterised his political career. For instance, Australians don't know whether... Morrison was baptised in the Holy Spirit. It's a trivial detail compared with the implications of his unstated beliefs on policy matters, yet it seems the most celebrated experience in Pentecostal life. Uh, while the lack of disclosure reflects himself, his political self-interest, it's also a characteristic of Pentecostalism itself. Little more than a century old, this highly distinctive expression of Christianity has flourished in the spiritual marketplace by selling a feel-good message to seekers while keeping the full truth for trusted true believers. Does that sound a little bit like Scientology to you? Um, if not for no other dangerous, uh, no reason other than this dangerous delusion, Australians deserve to know more about the leader 
Pentecostalism might not be a cult, but in terms of what ordinary people have been told about its true teachings, it may as well be. Those charged with scrutinising our politicians should put aside the national discomfort about discussing religion and do what they would do if a political leader subscribed to any other little-known ideology. Uh, Morrison must be made to tell us more about the faith that shaped his life. Um, in a book from Minister Keenan, who quit uh, Morrison's government, uh, revealed Morrison and his fellow Pentecostals and close friends and a numbers man Stuart Robert prayed that righteousness would exalt the nation in the minutes before Morrison was made Prime Minister. The book also reveals Morrison described his May 18 election win as a miracle and he texted Deputy Leader and Treasurer Josh Frydenberg the night before to say the result was in God's hand and that he believed in miracles. Uh, Pentecostalism is evangelical, witnessing to and converting the unchurched is a critical part of their mandate. Uh, at this guy's church, pastors often preached their hopes that the whole world would be converted. Um, now, there is a direct correlation between Trump's government and Morrison's government with the Brian Houston from Hillsong. He's been in both offices, uh, the fastest growing faith sect in both the United States and global South, Asia, Africa and South America is called the Independent Char uh, Network Charismatic Christianity as detailed in a recent book by Brad Christensen and Richard Florey, sociologists from Biola and USC respectively, INC Christianity combines Pentecostalism with fundamentalist evangelicalism that currently pervades much of the American faith landscape and enjoys outsized global influence due to the operational and financial innovations. One of the major draws of INC churches in the United States is music. They very often produce and perform contemporary Christian worship songs that heavily influence believers around the world. Many of these INC celebrities recently attended a White House gathering. Um, my largest critique of INC Christianity and Pentecostalism in general is it seeks power and then abuses it when it's got it. The misuse of power is so pervasive in most American Pentecostal circles that it's become theologically justified. Over my years of pastoring, I've become acquainted with two such charismatic theologies called the Seven Mountain Mandate and Dominion Theology, and that is the point of this post. Um, the Seven Mountain Mandate is sometimes called Seven Pillars or Seven Spheres, and Seven Spheres is what Hillsong in Australia. Hillsong is an evangelical megachurch, the biggest in the country, that is directly connected to another evangelical church called Horizon, which is the Sutherland Shire version of Hillsong, where Scott Morrison goes. Hillsong believes in the Seven Spheres mandate uh, and also Dominion theory. It was originally called Seven Spheres based on a shared vision between Lauren Cunningham, founder of a Youth with a Mission movement, Bill Bright, founder of Campus Crusade for Christ, and Francis Schaeffler. Um, dominion theory is a belief that since God gave Adam dominion over the earth in Genesis, Christians should seek to dominate the world in the name of establishing the kingdom of God. Seven Mountains refers to the thinking that seven major areas of human life need Christian influence, education, religion, family, business, government and military, arts and entertainment, and the media. And that is where the problem comes in for me. This is a little publicised part of Hillsong's belief structure and of evangelical belief, that it's part of their stated mission to evangelise 
all of humanity that aren't currently evangelical Christians, but also to get inside government, art, education. This is part of their mandate. This is part of Scott Morrison's belief system that he should be there representing the evangelical movement he is from inside government. And I don't care if you're a religious politician, you shouldn't be in a position of power in a secular democracy with that as your defining characteristic. You're there to represent the public and you're a liar because you're not stating to the public that that's the number one reason you're in power. Uh, Brad Christensen and Richard Florey write, the model of social transformation is clearly top-down, a trickle-down model. In other words, the more powerful and influential one becomes, the more social transformation one affects. It follows then that God blesses the pursuit of power in followers willing to use their authority to further and often narrow interpretation of godliness whenever that field's given. They combine it with fundamentalism. The objective of influencing one or more of these mountains caused many evangelicals and Pentecostals to turn their heads away from the distasteful behaviour of a number of top politicians in the last few years. The pursuit of power and influence trumped protecting human dignity of the vulnerable. Undocumented migrants, dreamers or DACA recipients, women, the poor and uninsured, those who were differently abled, African-Americans, the LGBTQ plus community, especially transgender persons, amongst others. The alarm bells were drowned out because power has become a sacred entitlement to this religious subculture. The Jesus in the Bible did not pursue political power, he eschewed it. It was through the laying down of power for the sake of the vulnerable and the oppressed that he taught us the unending power of love. What the evangelicals often do is the opposite. As we've seen with the prosperity uh, doctrine that Hillsong promotes, Jesus was very specific in his thoughts about materialism and about acquiring money. And here we have a Christian movement whose state as one of its goals is to earn more money and saying that that is what Jesus would intend. This is a lie. The prosperity doctrine is just a complete inversion of what Jesus stood for. And they say that it is part of what he stood for. It isn't. It's the opposite of what he stood for, and he was pretty clear about that. Uh, Counterintuitively, Christians believe that spiritual influence comes through the laying down of power. The pursuit of power, influence, and dominance hinders the work of God and continues tempting people to misuse their gifts. Not all Christians stand with evangelicals here. There's plenty of Catholics and Anglicans that are very distrustful of this evangelical movement. Probably the biggest rival the Catholic Church has in Latin America is the evangelical movement. This is how we end up with evangelical worship celebrities surrounding a president who quite likely will soon be impeached for crimes against the United States and a president who just shelled out $2 million for misusing charity funds. And by the way, many of the leaders are associated with Bethel Church in Reading, California, a church that reignited the entirely discredited gay conversion therapy. They claim to be trendy and wear nice clothes, but they still believe the worst right-wing politics. I still claim to be a Pentecostal because I still hold to personal experience and find it difficult to dismiss on numerous occasions. It seemed God or someone or something helped, comforted and healed me. And dismissing charismatic expressions of faith entirely would disregard the daily encounters experienced by some of the poorest people in the world. 
Um, Hillsong preaches a prosperity gospel. This is Brian Hewson, a man that is very close to our Prime Minister Scott Morrison and who was immediately invited into the White House office. Um, we have to become comfortable with wealth. Jesus didn't say this, dude, and break the bondage, guilt, and condemnation of impoverished thinking. Poverty is definitely not God's will for his people. I think you miss that whole meek and poor thing, mate. In fact, all his promises talk about blessing and prosperity. Spiritual prosperity. Nowhere does he say you're going to have a large bank account, mate. And this is Brian Houston in 1999 from his book, You Need More Money. You Need More Money is a book by Brian Houston from 1999, leader of the Hillsong Church, mentor of Scott Morrison. Hillsong's version of the seven mountain mandate, Hillsong uses the word sphere instead of mountain, but it's still the same movement. If you take some time and listen to other sphere sessions, you'll see the focus is on being an influential person, not on preaching the gospel. Furthermore, if you research the seven mountain mandate, you'll find many other false teachers proclaiming the same message. Hillsong makes it all a lot more appealing. Hillsong's music is the avenue that allows this aberrant teaching into churches and homes. Millions of young people who follow Hillsong on social media and attend their concerts are being introduced to these concepts. They are drawn to the idea of having an important purpose in life, becoming an influential person and being used to change the world. Hillsong attracted support from high po this isn't new. Hillsong attracted support from high-profile politicians, especially from the Liberal Party. In 1998, 23 years ago, Brian Houston met with then Prime Minister John Howard and most of his cabinet at Parliament House in Canberra before sharing prayers. He's gone from John Howard 20 years ago to Trump five years ago or four years ago to, to Scott Morrison today. In 2002, John Howard opened the Hillsong Convention Centre in Balkham Hills. In 2004 and 5, the treasurer, Peter Costello, spoke at its annual conference. Mark Latham, doing well these days, Mark, then leader of the opposition, declined Hillsong's in, uh, invitation, but Bob Carr, then Premier of New South Wales, did attend. Mega Church Hillsong exploding in popularity with the church raking in an eye-watering of $96 million of tax-free revenue in Australia. In his maiden speech, current Prime Minister referred to Evangelical Christian and Hillsong Pastor Brian Houston as his mentor. The Prime Minister thanked Houston for his support and encouragement. While he doesn't any more attend Hillsong, he attends Horizon, another Pentecostal church affiliated with Australian Christian churches and the Assemblies of God, the global evangelical movement. These people are not benign Christians. They have a very warped view of Christianity, which validates them earning as much money as possible and wielding as much influence as possible. And because they have a fundamentalist interpretation of Christianity, far beyond the average Anglican or uh, Catholic, they hold very right-wing views when it comes to social issues and believe that that is their, anything they choose to believe is right because they interpret God their way. But they specifically seek power. In government, in music, in the arts, on TV shows, they seek power to promote. That's what evangelicalism is, the idea that they have to convert everybody. But it's also a way of funneling funds back to them and wielding political influence, which is why I think Scott Morrison and his seven spheres or seven mountain mandate 
And dominion theory is a very dangerous thing to have in politics in Australia, not that our media will hold him account.